Hey everyone, my name is Brett Howe and I am an athlete mindset and life coach. I'm a former dual sport ACAC athlete playing both hockey and soccer at the college level. I am now mom of four, entrepreneur and founder of AMP Coaching. AMP Intermission Podcast shares top-notch conversations with some of the most inspirational people around. I speak with those from top performing past and present athletes, coaches, to sport parents, and everyone in between. In sharing stories from adversity to triumph, this podcast will inspire athletes to follow their own genuine path to fulfillment in life and in sport. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Amp Intermission Podcast. I am so excited today because this is another solo sode. These are ones that I'm not really comfortable with all the time, and I don't. I've been looking for inspiration on what to talk about, and these inspirations actually come up during the season when I talk to females about their struggles and just areas in which I know are going to help my female athletes really overcome certain things. And sometimes these episodes can speak to people in the perfect time that they need it. And this one actually came to me, funnily enough, my husband and I were having a conversation. Now, I would love to get my husband on this podcast and I will do that one day because he has so much knowledge. He has a different way of thinking. He was also a hockey player who had an unorthodox career, but ultimately the sport actually brought the two of us together. And it's kind of an interesting story, but essentially I was cut from going back to try and play university hockey. So for those who didn't listen to my first episode, I actually played with the University of Calgary Dinos for my very first year. I was a walk-on. I was not guaranteed a spot. I was extremely, extremely unlikely to make that team. And I made it just from my hard work, not from my talent. And eventually finished that season off as an assistant captain, got most improved. But in all of that, There were shifts happening in the department, and I also didn't really know what I wanted to take in education. I found myself falling asleep in classes. I was not interested in what I was taking, which was general studies. I didn't know maybe I wanted to be an architect. I didn't really know which avenue I wanted to go in, which is totally fine when you go into university to not know or have a clear picture because life never actually works out exactly the way you planned anyways. I had traveled for that summer, visiting my family overseas in England, and I decided to make a transition into a different college. I decided to go over to SAIT and study something that was really interesting to me, which was the hospitality industry and hotel and resort management and just customer service and being around people because I really loved having conversations with people and getting to know people and helping them. And that's a huge part of the service industry. So I made that switch. I transferred over. And I played my two years at SAIT and then I thought, okay, I'm going to move home, buy a house and I'm going to start my career now. I felt essentially like I was still missing out. I was missing out on that level of compete. So I went back to the University of Calgary to do a two plus two program, actually. So I did two years at SAIT and then I was going to transfer over to UFC and finish my degree in that, which I did. But that time I was like, okay, I can just go back to UFC. These are like the girls are going to be graduating that I played with. I took a year off. 
I didn't play a high level of hockey, but I, I was on that team. So, you know, naively enough, decided to go for tryouts after really not training hard enough, really missing out on a full year of compete. And honestly, I don't think that I had the right mindset. Well, I know I didn't have the right mindset. So I went and I was cut. And then I essentially spent a lot of time traveling back and forth to Brooks, where I grew up, to actually work and earn some money. And I got to experience life as just a student in university. So I was going back and forth from Calgary to Brooks, doing my studies, playing at a really high level of a ladies team, actually, which was an incredible experience, but also getting a lot of time to come and work. In that time, I met my husband who was playing junior A in Brooks. That situation of meeting him, when we, we didn't know at the time that we were going to get married, obviously, we're just young kids. Well, not young, but we're young adults, like just, you know, dating and experiencing life together and seeing where we'd go. And eventually it led to four kids later out in Saskatchewan. He's still playing hockey and he's probably a better hockey player now than he was back then. When I look at, you know, how much has he's, he's evolved as a player. So he just has so much knowledge and so much to bring to the table. But this is just a prime example of every situation in your sport is an opportunity to learn something and take something and everything happens exactly the way it's meant to. I got cut. And if I never got cut that year, I would have never met my husband now. My life would be completely different. So we embrace those challenges. We embrace change. We embrace the failures, the downfalls. When we fall short, we embrace it because you never know what that opportunity is bringing you. Even though it feels like the most negative situation, you never know what it's bringing you. Anyways, long story short, he had a hockey career. I had a hockey career. We both just grown so much as adults. And we were having this conversation the other day of, you know, I said, what is the top five lessons that you've learned in sport? And we kind of just went back and forth on it and how it's easy to pull apart these like general lessons that you learn, these cliche lessons. But there were some really important ones that we talked about. And the biggest one or number one that I talk about quite a bit is adversity. So sport taught me how to overcome adversity. Sport taught me that life isn't always going to seem fair. It's not always going to work out exactly the way you have visioned. And at the end of the day, you're going to have to deal with that. It's not necessarily about what happens to you. It's how you handle what happens to you. So overcoming adversity, overcoming those challenges, stepping in to it and leaning in and taking the opportunities to really develop as a human, to evolve for growth. You look at all the people who have done something with their lives. They did not ever step into a life that was just given to them. They had to work. They had to go through adversity. They had to go through challenges because that's what makes, makes tough humans, right? There's a saying that, you know, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. And then the cycle st starts again. And hard times create strong men. Now, you can replace that with women if you want, right? But like those hard times are creating strength. Those hard challenges we face, that adversity, creates the strength within us to continue forward and to teach us lessons. I'd rather learn those lessons early on in life, early on in my sport. I'd rather go through that than 
when I'm 37 years old and have no idea how to handle adversity. So sport taught me that from a very young age. I was cut from a U13 boys team that I thought I should have made a double A team. I thought I should have made it. And navigating through that, not playing that victim role was going to be huge in forward, like moving forward and really identifying with those adversities that I have to overcome. They're going to be there. So handle them and learn how to handle them. So number two was sacrifices. This one was huge, sacrifices and discipline. So the thing is, is that in sport, when you're playing an elite level, especially when you're like 15, 16, 17 years old, you're going to be missing out on a lot. Actually, well into your 20s when you're playing that elite level, there's things you're going to miss out on. There's weekends, there's nights that you're going to miss while you're at practice, you know. You're going to have to make those sacrifices, whether it's other sports, whether it's time with friends, your social life, whatever it might be, you're going to have to decide what's truly important. And that's why it's so, so crucial that you get honest with your why power, that you get honest with yourself on what you truly want out of your sport, because you are not going to go through your sport and not have to say no to things that you really want to do. As a young athlete, there's things that you're going to want to do as a kid and you're going to have to say no to those things. Even later on in life, when you're on your mission, when you're fulfilling your purpose, there's a lot of things you're going to have to say no to and sacrifices you're going to have to make. So when we tie into that, there's discipline. You know, what you can put in your body, what you can do on evenings and weekends to really put forward the best version of yourself, the best model of yourself on the ice yourself on the court whatever it might be you're gonna have to be disciplined in your life and that is such a good tool for you well into your adult life because if we don't have discipline a what are we teaching our kids when we don't know if we have discipline ourselves when we don't have boundaries when we haven't made sacrifices ourselves we can't really give much material to the kids to the youth that we're teaching and trying to help grow but we also are fulfilling our lives in the highest manner because we don't have the idea of making sacrifices and discipline. Now, this is something that sport taught me. School didn't teach me that. I can tell you that. School did not teach me how to make sacrifices to get to your ultimate goal. And maybe back in the day, we had discipline in school, but we don't now, right? There's so much red tape. There's so much that the teachers are not allowed to do. I could go on about that, but that is another thing in which we're taught that in sport and less and less are we taught that in other areas. And third, this might sound cliche, but hard work showing up, it might not pay off in your sport. I, I Actually, there are situations where I guarantee it doesn't pay off in your sport. And you might say, oh, well, that's not worth it at all then. It is worth it at the end of the day because hard work and showing up is something you need to do every single day of your life. I guarantee you. On the days that you decide not to work hard and not show up, it's a wasted day. And yes, I understand you might need to raid your nervous system. You might need to, you know, take it easy and be in certain phases in your life. But every day you have to show up. When you're growing a business, when you're at a job, you know, when you're on the ice, you need to show up and you need to work hard. I can tell you with confidence, I was one of the hardest workers on the ice. I did not have the skill set that many had, but I worked harder. That was my goal, to work harder than anyone out there. And did it, sh did it pay off? No, not all the time. Some coaches loved me. Some coaches didn't love me. But that, at the end of the day, I didn't win a championship. But the hard work 
And the ability to continuously show up in those days taught me so much about everyday life. And it taught me the grit that you need in life to really, really essentially thrive and win. And it's important as athletes when you're feeling like you're just running in that hamster wheel. You're working so hard. You're not getting the results you want. You're maybe not making the team. You're not getting the goals. You're not. There's so many avenues. You're not getting the ice time. This isn't necessarily what the point of it is, right? Sometimes it's about what you're going to see later on. It's the results you'll see at the end of the day. You could spend a whole summer doing the sacrifices of missing out, going and seeing your friends, being on the lake. But in the meantime, you're practicing your shot. And at the end of the day, that hard work, it might not be immediate, but it will eventually pay off. If you have all of that inside of you, you have worked your butt off, you are showing up consistently. Not only are you going to develop confidence, but you will win. You might not win the game. You might not win in exactly the direction you want your sport to go, but you will win at life. I guarantee it. Now, the fourth is teamwork. Now, we've often focused so much on teamwork, and this is where my husband and I kind of like challenged each other a bit because the old saying of like, be a good team player and focus on the team and do what you can for the team. Well, he reminded me that when you're showing up as your best, and you're playing a team sport, and you're giving everything you've got, you will be a good team player. You're fitting into your role. You're doing what is required. You're doing what is expected as you as an athlete and exceeding that by showing up every day, by giving it your best. That's leading by example. And athletes will gravitate towards that. And that will form a team. When a team, more often than not, I would get frustrated as a player I would get so frustrated with the athletes that couldn't be bothered to do a drill, the whole, the whole drill that cut corners, that didn't work hard, that made excuses for everything. That's what frustrated me the most about teammates is the people who just didn't give it all they had. So if you think of that being the, one of the biggest strains as a team, it's just having teammates that don't give it all they've got. Well, that's the downfall. That's where your team environment breaks down. So if everyone is giving it 110% and they're all doing, showing up and doing their role and doing what they need to, focusing on adversity, sacrifices, hard work, the teamwork is organic. The teamwork just comes naturally, right? Because you're all doing your best. And that might sound super cliche about doing your best, but it's so true. The last thing. The last lesson I learned in sport, which I only ever learned after my sport finished, but I remember so clearly a friend of mine who I played my first year of university with who ended up having to cut her career short after that first season at university. We went for lunch one day. This was like after I'd been cut. So after my fourth year where I had actually got cut from the university team, she said to me, you know what, Brett, the best thing that ever happened to me was not playing hockey. Because I learned that in the real world, you are not hockey. Your identity is not your sport. And that conversation stuck so clearly. I can remember exactly where it was at the university. I can remember exactly what time it was. I remember exactly where we were sitting. Like It was one of those conversations that really made me think. Because I was in a dark time. Because I had lost my identity. 
And granted, yes, I went back and I played because I knew I had something to finish. I knew I had a job to do. And I just knew the sport, there was more for me. So I did go back and finish. And I can look back in that conversation and completely resonate with it. And having that conversation with Boy Brett, you know, so often we watch athletes be all that they are in just their sport. And that is who they are. That is all they know. That is all they're willing to acknowledge is that they are hockey. And then the sport ends and it could be from injury. It could be you've gone to your max level, maybe didn't make that team. You, for whatever reason, you're hanging up the skates. And sure, you can stay with the game. You can coach. You can, you know, play ladies league or men's league or whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a time in which the level of compete that you're at is going to end. And that can be one of the hardest things in the world to face is knowing that your sport is not your identity. That was my biggest struggle is like now without that, who am I? I couldn't let go of it. It took me years to let go of that identity. And it caused pain. Like it was painful to know that I felt like I had wasted time, that I didn't take full advantage of the years I was given in my sport. That's why I have turned that pain into purpose now. Because I don't ever want another athlete to look back and be like, I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have soaked it up more. I wish I would have broken through those barriers that I face in here, in my mind. I wish I would have got out of my own way so that I could have had the most success and taken full advantage of the opportunities in front of me. Sometimes we just get so caught up in being a hockey player and how that gives us these like windows to be and say whatever we want. but. In the real world, don't get me wrong, as an employer myself, I would definitely gravitate towards someone who's gone through sport because of the lessons that they're going to learn, because of their understanding of how to deal with adversity, because they've already made sacrifices, you know, because they already know what it's like to show up and work hard and they already know how to work as a team. But at the end of the day, just because you played on X team doesn't mean you're going to be able to use that for every stage in your life. Because the sport will end and you will have to pave your own way. So once I learned that hockey wasn't my identity, I can say I hit the ice now and I love the game. And I feel like I do. Genuinely, maybe I'm naive. I feel like I could step right back into college now and take full advantage of it. I, I feel like I am a better hockey player today than I was back then. And I look at my husband and he's a prime example. He said when he let go of that being his world and started to recognize that hockey was just something he did, he started to love the game that much more and be able to be far more effective. So, yeah, it was a really unique lesson that I learned. And you usually only learn it after your sport's over because you have to face the reality of that being over. So I hope you love this episode. I am super passionate about what I've learned in sport. I say it over and over again that the most life lessons I've learned are through my sport. They gave me far more real world experience, real world challenges than my education did. And I am a firm believer in really soaking up those moments with your sport and allowing those opportunities to be there. Going through the adversity making sacrifices, going up and working hard no matter what. 
teamwork. And again, just knowing that your sport is something you do, but it's not solely who you are because there's so much more to you than that. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to the next one. Have a great day.